books, books, books. Books, books, books. <laughs> books, books, books. Books, books, books. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 11 of the Culture Shock Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Grant, and sitting across the table from me is... Cody Hager. What's up? How you doing? I'm, I'm, man, it's been a week. It's been, it has been a week for both of us. Yeah, man. we're, uh, we're, we're running on fumes this week, but you know <laughs> what we what did? Feels like. What? We're recording. We're recording. We got to it. We, yeah. don't, we don't miss a week. We... No, well, you're missing one next week. So oh, that that is true. You can't say that anymore. Oh, yeah. So next week we're taking some students to camp. So Cody's gonna be doing another episode without me. Yeah, I got I got to practice my intro. Welcome to the Culture Talk Podcast, <laughs> everybody. This is uh, your host. Uh, what if I say Tower Grant? Oh, I hope you do. You gotta talk really fast. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Just the like Culture Talk. This Tower Grant. Which a fun little side note. Uh, you always you sometimes not sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes Cody will text me during the podcast and say, slow down. So I have a little sticky note on my computer that says, Tyler, slow down. See, sometimes when I listen back to it, I'm like, I tell Tyler to slow down, but I talk fast sometimes, too. You're not nearly as fast as I am. No, you get, like, caught up and excited. And but last week, I think I actually talked the, like, most enunciated, slowest I've done. It's the glasses. It is the glasses. It's the glasses. The glasses are helping it. They really are. I feel so much more sophisticated. Yeah, it's I'll, the glasses. I'll take them off for a little bit, but I'll put them on for our main discussion today because it, oh, you will. it warrants yeah, it. Yeah, it does. Um, but I, I do have a question for you, Cody. Oh, this is terrifying. This is, last week, we asked him a, a surprise question. And I have another one. It's not about CC's Pizza. I'm sorry. We had a firehouse subs today. So is it about firehouse subs? When was the last? Time? <laughs> no. Okay. So if you were to go watch a movie again that you have seen with completely fresh eyes, never have seen the movie before, what movie <laughs> would you pick? That is so easy. Yeah. Empire Strikes. Back. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you kidding? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I was curious if you'd say something else. No, no. There's there's a lot of them that I would love to go back and watch completely fresh, not knowing. But a lot of them are like Chris Nolan films where there's yeah. a big plot twist or The Departed, um, Shutter Island. Just anything with big plot twists. Anything twist with a nice, moment. that's done well, that it really took me by surprise the first time I watched it. But Empire Strikes Back, 100%. Yeah. Same answer for what you? About, Fight Club, maybe. That's, a, that's, out, that's up there. It's not my answer. Uh, it, yeah, it's up there. Um, completely fresh eyes. Another one's interesting. It's not a movie. It's a game that I actually haven't played yet. It's not to the old republic. I'm playing that right now. I was gonna say that till the end. Um, and I still can. You but. still can, but like I wish <laughs> I I know the plot twist in it, so I wish I didn't, and I could go play it. I just hit that point the other day. Really? Yep. yep. Um, but my number one is Empire for sure. Oh yeah. Because neither of us have really got to watch Empire with fresh eyes. I mean, I did. The first time. Because we you never... You didn't know the, the, the big twist? No. My parents didn't, like, make us watch it. Me and my sister kind of sought it out ourselves. I think my mom made us... Not made us, but we watched the original Star Wars with yeah. her. And then that was it. Like, we didn't watch Empire Strikes Back. And this was before On Demand. This was before you could, like, just say, all right, Amazon Prime, yeah. I want to watch this. Like, you had to go to Blockbuster to go get it, or you had to buy the VHS. But still, you... You didn't know that Luke was, or Vader was his father? I think I'd heard, you know, obviously the term for Luke, uh, I'm your father, yeah. but not in the context. I remember watching it with my sister, though, when we were, she was a teenager, so I was probably nine or ten. Um, and yeah, for the first time, I remember watching it and being like, huh, <laughs> 
that changes stuff. Wow. I, but this was also when episode two was coming out, I okay. think. So I knew the name Anakin Skywalker, and it gets name dropped. So it wasn't completely fresh. It wasn't completely fresh, but it was probably fresher than somebody watching it today. I wish could go in in 1980 and watch the movie. Yeah. That would be... Yeah, that would have been an amazing down, easy answer. Experience. I thought that was going to be your answer, but I, I thought I'd, I'd try to get you for a second on Good that question. One. I need to come up with a question. I know. Next week, you got to get something on me. I have to get something for the people who may or may not be on next week. Oh, I hope they're on her. <laughs> If you're gonna you're gonna be covering, I'm not so well in it. Nope. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit about that, what we're covering next week in the news. But today we're gonna take a little bit of a of a detour, I guess, off of our normal conversations, which we've been doing for the past few weeks. I don't know if we have a normal conversation. We don't have normal conversations. <laughs> the podcast is it's evolving all, into something. It's all culture. <laughs> each week, we don't really know what we're gonna be talking about until like what thirty minutes before. No, 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 no. We, we do have forty five minutes before. But there you go. <laughs> But this week we're going to talk about something that um, I'm very hit or miss on, and it's books. Books, books, books. Books, books, books. <laughs> books, books, books. Books, books, books. It's going to be our deep dive into uh, reading. Um, shallow dive is probably shallow, a better shallow term. Shallow <laughs> dive for me, deep dive for you. It's something that I'm trying to actually get into. And that yeah. kind of brings us to our first question in the realm of books that we have to answer before we can talk about books. Mm-hmm. Are you a reader? I can read. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not are you literate? <laughs> are you a reader? No, I I I would I would consider myself a reader of sorts. Okay. Yeah, I like to read. I enjoy it. I don't put a ton of time towards it. I get caught up in audiobooks. Yeah. Because they are so convenient. I can be listening while I'm cooking dinner or obviously riding in the car, things like that. So I get caught up in that, but whenever I do have free time, it is nice to unwind, like read a book to get caught up in something else. So yeah, I would consider myself a reader. It's, I, I'm not. I, I mean, I would try to say I'm not. Yeah. I, I would never have considered myself a reader. But it's You can read though, right? I can read, I'm okay. literate, I am, yes. Just so to I can, clear that I can up. read words. Um, but it's something that I want to be. I don't, it's just kind of like a different level of humanity, I guess. <laughs> like you're, you're, you can like actually have literate conversations because of books. You're not just talking about movies. But something that I'm striving to be is to become a reader. But it takes work. It, yeah, it you does become work. a reader overnight. No, you don't. You like it's it, it's so easy to just pull up a show and to watch it on my phone and consume entertainment that way, right? Yeah, it's so mindless. But reading is mindful. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Hold on. Where are my glasses? Where are the glasses at? Let's put the glasses glasses on. Yes. Well, Tyler, (laughs) if you must know. Um, So I'm working on becoming a reader. You're a little bit more of a reader. So I'm actually trying to get into some books now. We'll talk a little bit about what those books are and maybe some approaches to becoming a reader a little bit better. Maybe, yeah. But if you were to pick a genre or a type of book to read, to sit down with, what is your preferred option? I have, well... My wife is going to laugh. I have a couple, but my main one is always going to be science fiction. Oh, yeah, it is. I I hate being that kind of like nerdy person, but I genuinely love science fiction and anything that is tied to a semblance of reality. Um, The Martian is a great book. If you've watched the movie, yeah, that's cute. You've got to read the book. Okay. The book is so good. So once again, another movie based on a book. Movie based on a book, and we can get into that in a minute, but... The book is fantastic, and that's a great example of science fiction that is fun to read for me, personally, because it is tied to reality. This is all 
you know, it, it's all, if we were to be going uh, to go to Mars within the next 50 years, yeah. what it would look like, the problems we would encounter, yeah. and it's a real situation. And it's about Mars, not Tatooine. Like, it's a real oh, place, yeah, 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 you know? Yeah, like, exactly. But it's, it's still sci-fi. Yeah, so even in science fiction, there's there's a couple different kinds. You've got, normally if you walk into a bookstore, you have science fiction and fantasy. So they're broken into, oh, yeah. you have science fiction, which you can think, you know, The Martian, you can think like, um, I'm trying to think of a couple, like uh, the other book series I'm reading, The Expanse, that okay. is true science fiction. Okay. It's not too deep. I didn't deep. know that. Yeah. Um, and then you can go into like deep science fiction, which is like Dune. Okay. Which I don't know if any of our listeners even know what that is. I don't. Um, they're actually coming out with a new Amazon Prime series on Dune, and it should look beautiful. But um, anyway, that is like deep, like different world, different universe, different people, different rules, different everything. And I struggle with that sometimes. And then you have the fantasy side of it, which is, you know, what are the rings and, and things like yeah. that. So. Wow. Yeah, that, that's my. And then <laughs> on top of that, I know I could talk about books a lot. I know you, I'm glad we're doing this episode. I'm so glad that you're going to be taking the lead on this one. Well, and then the other thing that I really enjoy is biography. Okay. Um, What's the, what was the last biography you read? The last biography I read, let me think about this. I'm going to count Band of Brothers in that because it is a biogra- bi- biographical. Biographical, biographical account of a group of people. Okay. So I'm going to stick with that. It's yeah. historical. Um, and then before that. Shoot, I don't remember the name of it. Oh, no. Um, but there was one I read, I know, in college that really got me kind of onto the genre. It was about the Apollo 13 commander, Jim Lovell. Um, it was actually written in part by him of their experiences. And I want to talk about this a little bit later, but, um, yeah, yeah, biography. If I were to pick a favorite book, which, once again, it's going to be kind of harder for me to answer some of these questions because I have not been a reader historically. You mean a favorite book, like series? Like book? a book, like... Category, in a way. Um, I go back and forth, honestly, between nonfiction and fiction, Mm -hmm. like very broad topics. With nonfiction, it's more of like kind of like leadership principles, ministry focused things. I've read, I'm reading, I read one book this year already um, called Friend of Sinners. I'm reading one now called Garden City, nonfiction about Jesus and our lives and all those kinds of things. Those are a little harder for me to stay plugged into because there's no narrative, It's, it's just all like ideas. The, it's harder for me to stay involved for more than a chapter. Mm-hmm. After like focusing on this chapter, get it done, probably put it down for the night. Yeah. Um, but I've never been big into sci-fi stuff like you have. Besides Star Wars books, that's what I've read the most of recently, which is just Ahsoka and Thrawn. Which is still like deep sci-fi because it's very. But it's it's still pop culture at the same time. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, we'll get technical. But. I'm going to be very broad because I can't go very specific with this because I don't have enough books in it. But just anything with a good narrative within it is what is, helps me to keep in a book. Okay, so there's something interesting here I wanted to point out and, and talk to you about too because you, you brought up when you pop a show up on your phone. Yeah. And it's, well, let's just say a TV show. Yeah. And it's episodic like that. Yeah. When you have that, you have like at the beginning something familiar where you have like a theme song and then you have a recap of what's mm-hmm. happened, and then you jump right into the story. Right? That, to me, on top of it being a completely visual medium, is what makes TV shows so much easier to pick up. Because they, they maybe not dumb it down, but they make it so accessible, where if yeah. you are to flip into the channels, right, like, and you come across a random episode of The Office, within three minutes, you're going to know exactly 
what's happening. Yeah. You know, who yeah. the characters are, you can almost name them. Yeah. Even if you've never watched the show before. Why? Yeah. That weird looking dude is Dwight. Yeah. The normal one's Jim. You know, because everybody has you their own You pick up on it really quick. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to a book, a book requires so much more commitment. Oh, yeah. Like, you have to be committed even to, let's say, a 300-page book, which is not necessarily that long. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, when you have, like, a 300-page book, if you, like, let's say, I know both of us have done this. You start the book, oh, wow, this is interesting. You get to probably the 10th chapter, and you're like, it's dragging a little bit. I'm going to put it down for a week or two. You come back, you read the chapter, and you're like, Wait, what's happening? What is going on? Who are these people? Yeah. Like, why Why are they? Why do they care about this? And then you kind of want to go back and look back through it. But, so, you, but it's so much harder to go back and look because it's still a contextual series of words. It's not just like you can go back and see a picture of Dwight. Yes. <laughs> you know, you have to go back and you have to read and understand the characters a little bit more. Yeah. It goes back to whenever I finished Thrawn. I, picked it, I started reading it two years ago, read half the book, and then for some reason just stopped. I have mm-hmm. no clue why. I just lost interest in reading at all. Two years later, I picked it back up in the middle of a chapter. <laughs> not even That's on, not a good idea. <laughs> I picked it up in the middle of a chapter. I'm like, who are these people? Who are these characters? Why do I care about you? So it made the rest of the read a little bit harder to get into. I started to remember as I went in, but it wasn't as simple as hearing the thing the yeah. of the office and knowing and getting right into it immediately. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a lot harder to dive into a book. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of reasons why... Um, you know, we can talk about the book versus TV versus movies kind of thing. Which we may get um, into one. Like, which we may get into, but yeah. uh, we won't get into that right now. Yeah, not today. All I wanted to say, though, is that um, a book is just much harder to pick up. It takes commitment. It does. Um, but all that to say, one of the questions I think you had on here, oh, maybe you don't anymore. I thought you did, was like how you really got started in being... And wanting to read more, okay, yeah. right? Did you have that question at I one didn't. point? I didn't. That's a you question. I must have dreamt that. Yeah. So how did I become, like, recently? Yeah. Let's just say that. Like, when like when did you really become, you know, you really wanted to start reading more, wanted to be committed to it? Like, what, what caused that? Um, like I've said, I'm so on or off with it. Once I find a really good book, that's what gets me in it. If I just start reading it, I really enjoy it. That's what keep me in it. Yeah. But recently, it's because the people that I'm around read more. Huh. Like when we're in staff meetings and everybody's talking about the new books they're reading and all these kinds of things, it makes me like I'm an Enneagram 7 going back to that discussion. Mm-hmm. So I have FOMO a lot, fear of missing out. So when people are talking about their readers, they're, they're reading books, what do I want to do? Naturally, become part of that conversation by reading more. So that's going to help me want to become a reader more, be what more well-read. And then once I find a good book, that helps me to stay within it. Yeah. And another thing I heard on a podcast to help you stay a reader if you're not is to always have a good book on deck. Hmm. Because a lot of times you'll, you'll be reading a book, and I'm a person who has to finish a book. I'm not going to read, like, even with Thrawn, like, I eventually finished the book. Yeah. And now like, I'm halfway through a book, and I'm, I have other stuff that I want to read, but I'm going to finish this book. But I know when I'm done with it, I have something that I can pick up immediately the next day and read. Like, it's not on my Amazon cart. It's sitting on my nightstand table. Like, I'm yeah. ready to read it next. And I think that's helping me. Like, when I was reading Thrawn, I knew that next I was either going to read Educated or Garden City. And I'm reading them both right now, give or take. And that helped me be able to get through Thrawn so I can read this next book. And that's what's going on right now. Okay. Um, For you, like, what made you a reader? Because you've been a reader a little bit more than I have. Yeah. And I, I don't know where I thought this question came from. I, I don't know. But... For me, it's the same type thing. It started, 
like I said, in college, I started reading a little bit more for enjoyment. You always read books in school, and, you know, we may get into that in a second, but um, reading for, like, personal enjoyment. And it was actually that biography that I read of the astronauts okay. for Apollo 13. Yeah. Cause was it's that Hell Blue Dot? No, that's Carl Sagan. Okay, okay. Um, that one's a little bit more existential. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a whole different one, topic. But um, I don't know why I can't remember the name of the book. But um, the biography about Paul 13, it's something I, I was super interested in, and the movie had been made about it, obviously, of Paul 13. And I wanted to read the firsthand account. And I remember reading that book within three weeks or something. And it wasn't a long book. I mean, 250, 280, something like that. Yeah. But I read the whole thing, and I don't know. I just wanted to read more after that, and it, it was a slow process for me. But um, we were talking about Goodreads yes. a little while yeah. ago. And I've had a Goodreads account, which, for those of you who don't know, it's, it's actually an Amazon company. Kind oh, of. it is? Um, yeah, Amazon bought them out a long time ago. But Of course, Amazon owns yeah, the world. They own the world. <laughs> but on there, you can keep track of the books you've read and that you want to read, and you can rate all the books that, that you know, blah, blah, blah. So blah, you just blah. sign in with your Amazon account into Goodreads? You can do Amazon. Um, I think mine's connected to my Facebook. But okay. uh, I actually have all the books I've read on here and what, like, when they were rated and all this other stuff. Yeah. So. Before June of 2015, which is right when we graduated yeah. college, um, I hadn't read a whole lot. It was yeah. like random comics, a few books here and there, and a lot of stuff from school okay. that I just added to the account for fun. Yeah. Then, like I said, going back to The Martian, I bought an ebook version of The Martian when my sister and I were going to England okay. or to the United Kingdom. And I would read it on, like when we were on the train or when we were on. Um, the underground, just like or in the hostel. Was this through a Kindle or through your phone? On my phone. Okay. And I got so enveloped in this book. Like, I read it in a week when we were there. How long was it? Uh, I can click on it and tell you. I think it's about a 300-page okay. book. Okay, around 300 pages or so. Yeah. Mm, it doesn't say on here. Regardless, it's not a long book. Okay. But I, I got so enveloped in that, and then that really started my obsession with trying to read so many different books. And yes. Since then, I've read a lot more. You know, you can go back through and read Harry Potter. Yeah. Those are fantastic. But to anyone who is listening and you're like, man, I'm really not a reader at all, what it takes is finding a book that you absolutely love. You cannot put down. Read that book, and then when you're bored, go back and read it again. And it kind of like sparks yeah. a love for for reading in general. Okay. Because after that book, I see the dates where I picked up so many different books and where I would read them through. After that, I read um, The Lord of the Rings. Uh, I read Harry Potter, Ready Player One. I read Patriot Games, which is a Tom Clancy so novel. So can you go in and rate it yourself, too? Yeah, you can rate it. And then they have the uh, rating of what everybody else thinks of the book. So the highest rated one on this page is actually Children of Time, yeah. which if I could take an hour and talk about Children of Time, I would. Okay. That book has probably changed my life in some small way. Okay. Um, but Ready Player One is really high rated as well. Lord of the Rings, of course, has one of the highest ratings on Goodreads, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Um, all of these books are just fantastic, but it all kind of started back with The Martian. Okay. And then from there, we go into 2015 and then add it from there. So, so can I go and backlog a book? Yeah, you can go backlog it. Um, you have to, you'd have to change it to say like when the, you know, you read it and stuff like that. Yeah, but which is very. Which I, I want to talk about this for a second, and I think it's the reason that I'm not a reader today. So a lot of what you said was you started reading kind of towards the end of college, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and you read 
you became a reader because you found a book that you absolutely loved and could dive into. Yeah, and it kind of sparked it from there. Do you think that school hinders you from loving reading? In what way? Because you're forced to read all kinds of books, good or bad. Even if they're great classics, it's still part of schooling. You have to read these books. Yeah. And do you think it keeps you from really becoming a reader? I don't think it does. I think it's a, a bad excuse that people use. It may have been the one I use. It may have been. I'm, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to be, like, offensive, but it is a pretty bad excuse because there are some people who absolutely, like, they read Brave New World in 11th grade, and then that book is what makes them love reading. Yeah. Um, but it, it, that's why I go back to it's finding the right book. Yeah. Whether it's, like, some weird fantasy novel that yeah. you just absolutely love it and then you you kind of go searching other books that are similar to it and then you branch out from there yeah right into all sorts of different stuff it always starts at like i think one good book that people absolutely love and then that sparks their their love for more and more and more but school on the whole i just think of high school reading oh gosh you know just the the classic Books To Kill a Mockingbird, which is fantastic. Actually, Great Gatsby I, is the stupidest book in the world. I enjoyed To Kill a Mockingbird, but it comes back to one book for me. Okay, what? Which a lot of girls are probably going to hate me on. Do you know where I'm going with this? I have no idea where you're going Pride with this. and Prejudice. Why would the girls hate you? Because a lot of girls like Pride and Prejudice, right? Of why you don't like reading? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said of why you like reading. I love bro. No, I, I just remember it was freshman year of high school. And I was still in honors lit and reading then. Oh, Tom was in honors lit. I, I dropped it out for this year because I hated <laughs> it so much. But you have to read these books. You have to read all these books throughout a year. And I remember vividly, which is going to bring us to our next topic in just a second, sitting on the porch, on our, sitting on our front, front porch, sitting on the swing. You know that swing, right? And, Not at your mom, at my parents' house. house. Yeah, yes, my parents' house in North Georgia. Having to try to read Pride and Prejudice because I had to like finish it up for the next day of school. And just, like, grudgingly going through the pages, reading the words, but not understanding a single thing that was said. And it may have just been that I had a bitter attitude towards it, didn't enjoy the book because of that. But being forced to have to read this book for school just made me not enjoy reading. Mm -hmm. It has really just turned me off to the whole idea in general. And Blame it on pride and prejudice. And laziness. Honestly, it's, it's harder, as we said earlier. Yep. And that's what's kept me from wanting to become a reader. I, I'll, I'll say this about the school thing, and then we can leave it. But I don't think that 15 years old is the best time to read some of these very, very important books. Like yeah. Animal Farm. Yeah. Like, I read that at 14, it means nothing to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, like, I went back and I read Fahrenheit 451 like, a couple... Recently? Of, yeah, a couple okay. of years ago. Um and it hit me so hard, and I thought it was beautiful. Really? In a weird way, yeah. Yeah. And it's one of the highest rated books of all time. It, it's, you know, it's, it's up there. Yeah, a book that I don't appreciate because yeah. of the time I read it. it was, but if I read that in seventh grade, I'd be like, who cares? I read, I this remember Fahrenheit 451 and Lord of the Flies were our summer reading between eighth and ninth grade. Yeah. So going to the beach and having to pull out Lord of the Flies was the last <laughs> thing that I wanted to do. See, I don't, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's good to start with those books. Like, Because uh, yeah. we're all going to have different types of books we like. It's, mm-hmm. it's how we're wired. We all love different types of movies and different types of TV shows. We're yeah. all going to naturally like different types of books. So we're going to enjoy them in different ways, and we're not all going to love the classics. There are some people that love reading in school. There are a lot of them. Mm-hmm. They love reading. They love reading these classics, and they'll finish them in one day. 
That wasn't me. Yeah. And it still just starts with the right book because some of the people that I know that I remember in school loving reading and still do today talked about their favorite books being like Harry Potter and like uh, Chronicles of Narnia, like books that are very accessible and that kids in that 12 to 14 range are going to love and soak it up. Yes. No one is going to be soaking up Scarlet Letter. Scarlet Letter. Um, Proud and Prejudice. Great Gatsby. Romeo and Juliet. Of Mice and Men. Yeah, you like, know, like... No one wants to read that at 14 Lenny. years old. He was one of the characters in the Mice and Men, right? Lenny. Lenny, yeah. look at that. Like, who wants to read Slaughterhouse-Five in 10th grade? What is Slaughterhouse-Five? It's a massive allegory by Kurt Vonnegut. Interesting. Um, which, I kind of talked about this just a second ago, but it, it brings me to our next topic within the realm of reading. Okay. And it comes back to the memories that reading invoke within us. I th- and it may be because I've read so few books. <laughs> <laughs> that you remember every single one of them. <laughs> I remember where I read most books. Really? Yes. I, I mean, Not the whole book, because you know, you're going to read book parts in different places. But there's a majority place where you would read certain books. I read Ahsoka two years ago, a Star Wars book. We were at Disney. I remember laying in that room at Pop Century Resort reading that book at night while my, while my parents snored <laughs> very loud in the bed next to me. Mm-hmm. I remember reading The Hunger Games and Harry Potter 1 in y'all's dorm room <laughs> on that very tall bunk bed. On Blake's bed. On Blake's bed that yeah. was like 10 feet in the air. And if you like, if you dropped your book by accident, you, you would dead. die. Yeah. I, I, it just evokes this memory. Of, I remember the context of my surroundings so much more. Than the actual book. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, but more than like... Whenever I watch a TV show or a certain movie or these certain things, does it do that to you or is it just a weird triggering within my mind? No, I think everybody has a bit of that, and it's it, it comes down to a book that really impacts you. Yeah, right? or because, negatively like Pride and Prejudice on my front porch. Yeah, yeah. It's like a flashbulb memory on the whole. And I think that's because when you read a book you really like or you really hate, it sticks out to you. Yeah. Right? Very I, much so. I read this one book that was absolutely terrible. I won't name it because I hate bashing certain things, but it was so bad. And I remember being in my car and like being just pissed. Like, why did this person write this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, who wrote this crap? Yeah. And why did people ever rate it good? <coughs> and why did I buy it? And I remember being so mad. But it's just kind of a flashbulb thing that, that sticks out to you. And I do have that too. Um, not as much, but like I said, I remember reading The Martian. I remember being, I thought it was. Of course, I just graduated college. Thought I was so cool to travel in the world or whatever. And like on the underground, I'm reading my book. Like, so hip. Oh, what's up, guys? <laughs> and everybody's probably like, that's stupid American. Like, what yeah. are they doing? But like, it does stick out in my memory. Yeah, it's, it's so weird how I remember these things. Like, I remember reading The Hobbit on my phone backstage at camp whenever I was leading worship <laughs> and then finishing it on the hard copy in our house at Peerless in Cleveland. You had my copy of it, didn't you? I bought one. Oh, okay. Um, and I had, then, like, a pocket copy. And then I heard, this is, this is going to be kind of weird, but I remember reading uh, Chronicles of Narnia, uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe for the first time, and part of it I read in the band room, and then sometimes when I'd read it at home, I had to go to the bathroom, and I didn't want to put it down, and I remember going to the bathroom and reading <laughs> The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's just weird how my mind remembers these certain aspects of me reading certain books. Yeah. It's so weird. I'm thinking of so many different more that I could just share with you now, but I don't want to bog us down mm-hmm. with that. Very interesting with how my mind works in that. And I don't know if you as listeners have that same type of phenomenon with the context of your surroundings when you're reading books. Yeah. And I think it's, it's what happens when you have a great story. Too. Yeah. You know, it just sucks you in and it creates a memory. Yeah. A very like mm-hmm. 
photographic memory in that certain instance. Yeah. I don't have a photographic memory, but those images are kind of drilled into my brain. Um, so, what are some of your favorite books now? I have to go back to Goodreads here. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I had that luxury, but I have remember. to just go back to my mind. So hopefully you say some things that trigger some things in my mind. <laughs> and there, there are some things, too, where I just haven't... I haven't put them in Goodreads, but I know they're there. So first off, i got to say the Bible. Oh, yeah. I, I honestly mean that, though. Um, we talk about reading kind of for fun, uh, you know, for enjoyment. But yeah. truly the Bible has been guiding, but also fun. Yeah. And it's a book I've read a few times. For sure. We'll always be reading. But anyway, uh, beyond that, mine's dominated by fiction. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh, I have so many. I could just go and go and go. Five. Five. We're going to do five book series. All right? Okay, that's not, fine. not five books. Okay. Um, so number one book series for me, I think still, is Red Rising okay. by Pierce Brown. Red Robin. Red Rising. <laughs> I'm going to smack you across this table. Did you guys hear that? Yeah, that was me smacking Tyler. Ouch. Yeah, it didn't happen. Red Rising's fantastic. Um, it is so, so good. I don't want to give away any part of it. only thing I will say is that it's a very future, weird, Roman-ish society. Okay. Period. The end. Boom. Go read the book. That was one of those books where I, I had an audiobook, and it was a 20-hour audiobook. It's a pretty big book. I think I read it in three weeks, or listened to it in three weeks. Dang. All right. Then bought the second book, read it in two. Bought the third book, I read it in one. two. Okay. <laughs> no. But in two months, I went through that entire story. Dang. And it, I could listen to it again and again and again. Yeah. And then that was the one also where my wife was like, you know, oh, this stupid book. Oh, what kind of weird crap are you reading? Yeah. And then I got her listening to the first chapter of the first book, and she just finished the fourth one. Oh, dang. Like, she, she's big into it. She loves it. Yeah. Um, it's very unique. Very unique. Uh, what else? I've got to put on here one of the classics, which is Fahrenheit 451. Okay. Um, and that one was just transformational, I think, on the whole. And it kind of gives you, it, it's, it's almost a meta. I won't get into it, but a meta view of. Uh, books and literature as a yeah. whole, and a lot of biblical overtones there, but also kind of, yeah, whatever. Anyway, the, those are fantastic. Um, I'm going to say Ready Player One is up on that list. Which I need to read. I saw the movie, enjoyed it, but... The movie almost the book is, brings it further down on the list for Really? Me because, okay. yeah, but the book's fantastic. Yeah. I'm just going to tie that with The Martian. Those two books came out around the same time. Okay. They're so good. Um, this Children of Time series that I'm reading is up there as well. Um, I don't know if this is in any order other than Red Rising being number one. Um, so Children of Time's great. I just bought the second book that just came out. And then I'm going to put The Expanse on number five. Okay. And all of these have been pretty recent because it takes so much time to read. It does. And to read through a trilogy and to yeah. process it. Also, going back a little bit, uh, Lost Moon, The Perilous Voyage of... Apollo 13, written by Jim Lovell, was the first book that got me interested. Tyler, what are your <laughs> oh, few favorite gosh. books? Oh, gosh. like I wish I had Goodreads in front of me. I, it would be so much easier because I know... To look down at the list. To look at a list and yeah. kind of think through it. Um, thinking through a few books, one that... Thinking through our school days, there was a book that I actually enjoyed. Actually, two that we read in school. Uh, one, actually, To Kill a Mockingbird. I, I really oh, yeah. do... I remember that story, and I really did. I enjoyed it. It was a great book. 
Um, and Elizabeth actually has a signed copy of To Kill a Mockingbird from, by Harper, Harper Lee. No way. Yeah, she does. Um, my mom was actually reading it whenever she was visiting a few weeks ago and was always very careful with reading it, with it being signed uh, yeah. by Harper Lee. So, yeah, a really cool thing within that. And another one um, is Aragon. Did you ever read Aragon? No, I have a life. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> okay, Mr. Sci-Fi. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. It just, it just looks like kind of corny. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of the the TV or the movie. And we had to read it in eighth grade, and the longest book I read up to that point, like 400 and something pages. And I just remember, like, that was one of the first books that I was really just captivated by and loved. And then we went as a, a class to go see the movie, yeah. and I was so mad because the, the movie ruined the book for me. Oh, no. Yes, because the book was actually so much better than the movie, and that's one instance where I can actually say that. I'm thinking through some other books that I just remember that I really do enjoy, The Hobbit. Um, I haven't read, read all the Lord of the Rings. That was going to be my next question. I, I feel like Lord of the Rings could be up there. I've read the first two or the first one, and then in the second one, I just kind of got lost. It's so detail-oriented. It is. And I just had a hard time on that. So. Um, I, I did enjoy The Hobbit. It's a very easy read compared to the others. Hobbit's so much easier. Yes. And, and just a good book. It, it really, it's a great story. It makes you love it. It's just yeah. a great adventure story. Much better than the movies. Um, part of the Chronicles of Narnia, I haven't read all seven of them. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is one of... I think I've read like five out of seven. I need to just finish those. I, need to, I, I think I have all seven of them. I've got the big book. Oh, I need to change mine. Ah, I just remembered one. Put it in there real quick. Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Um, which, that's a lot of different books. Yeah. Things put in one, but oh, I could still... Those are great to read at any point in time. Um, Go. And then uh, another book, uh, I think it's just because of the author, and it's actually it's by a pastor, um, by Levi Lusco. I love the way he writes the, his book, Through the Eyes of a Lion, mm-hmm. talking about his story of losing his daughter and how he overcame these big challenges uh, with faith through it. I, I do really do enjoy reading some good Christian leadership books, and that's another one of those that I can definitely highly yeah. recommend. He has a great writing style, really funny with the way he writes, but really powerful stuff within it. And then the Bible. I mean, it really is one of those. It's a, it has great stories within it, Old Testament stories. Some mm-hmm. of them are absolutely insane, great narratives within those as well, yeah. um, but really just a life-giving book. I mean, you can't deny yeah. that. Um, I'm not even including, like, all the different kind of Christian or leadership yeah, books. for sure. There have been some great ones. I still go back to the story aspect of it. That's what I always get drawn into. I, that's what draws you into a book. But there have been definitely some Christian books that have really changed my life. There was a servant leadership book that we had. I think it was Aubrey Malfour's. Okay. I, the, yeah, I, I don't know if you were even in that class. I remember that name, so I think I had that book. But I remember being so impacted by that book, too. Yeah. Books, books, books. Books, books, books. Um, <laughs> two quick questions on books, and then we'll jump away from that topic um, for just a second. Are books better than the movies? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Every book that I've read that I've seen the movie equivalent of, I've liked better. Yeah. Uh, Hunger Games series. Harry Holes. Potter. Holes. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Chronicles of Narnia series. Yeah. And those are just like a few. You said The Martian, Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, the list goes, uh, oh, it goes on, on and on. And on. Ender's Game. Oh, my gosh, is, the book is so much better than the movie. Lord of the Rings. People who have read Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. if, if you're a listener, let us know on this. I'm Please. really interested. Yeah. Do you like the books or the movies better? Because we haven't read them. We don't know. I know I like the Hobbit book better, but the, the Hobbit movies weren't really critically acclaimed. They were kind of like, eh, why'd you split it up into three parts? Yeah. 
But the trilogy is one of the greatest trilogies, cinematic feats of all time. It is. And I think when you ask most Lord of the Rings fans, they're going to say that they still like the books better, but it isn't a knock on the movie. Parks and Rec would never been why. They were talking about like The Shire or something, and he's like, I didn't really like Peter Jackson's interpretation of it. <laughs> that's all I can think of whenever thinking of Lord of the Rings yeah. in the book. And that's why, you know, books are, are better because it's all, it's all subjective. You make the character into who you want them to be almost. You, yes. Yeah. It's all played out in your mind. You don't see it physically, but you have a picture of what they look like. But here's an interesting side of it, too. In Lord of the Rings, like, I will never not think of Gandalf as... Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, never. Yeah. That's who he is. Yeah. And, like, Elijah Wood... Or Harry Wood, Potter as Dan, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Harry Potter. Yeah. Elijah Wood as Frodo. Yeah. That's that mental image. That's that always... You always have. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that is that is to the credit of the filmmakers, too. But Absolutely. With books, you get to make your own world and get to see it. 99% of the time, the book is going to be better than the movie. Yeah. Which can be a discussion later on if we read more book movie adaptations. Um, we can talk about that one day later on in the podcast. And we would love to get everyone's opinion on that. Absolutely. At the culture shock pod at gmail.com. Hit us up. Or or twitter.com slash what is it? Pod culture shock. Pod culture shock. Um, so to, to kind of close out our reading discussion, what are you reading right now? Uh, this text on my phone, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's another. That's an interesting topic. We we do read all the time. We probably read more than any people in history now. Yeah. Um. Oh gosh. I mean, I talk about it every week. I've got a solid rotation of books I'm reading. You want me to list them all? Just just the top ones. Go. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Uh. Okay. So I'm reading Children of Ruin, which is actually the audiobook I'm listening to on my phone. You can count that as reading or not which is the follow-up to Children of Time. Also, occasionally, I'll listen to A Song of Fire and Ice, which is the first Game of Thrones book. Or is it Game of Thrones? Um, and then also Expanse Series Book 4, um, the Band of Brothers book. I think it's just called Band of Brothers. And then Dune Messiah is there as well. I've got Iron Gold on my uh, desk I'm about to pick up. I'll read the Bible, of course, mm, too. Um, and then uh, Sarah and I are reading Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer. Okay. Um, Man, that's some deep stuff. That's it, yeah. It's the way he writes is kind of it's a lot sing songy too. Yeah. So I'm uh, I've, I've said it a few times. I'm reading Educated, but then my Educated reading got hindered because Elizabeth, my wife, Stole it. started to read Educated. And what she do when we'd lay down at night and read? She'd read Educated. <laughs> so I started to read Garden City by John Mark Comer, who's a pastor out of uh, Oregon. Just a great book on like. The art of humanity and work, and just like, very like I'm really enjoying this. Not a narrative book, but it's really um, uh, good insight into uh, working. And then um, educated, of course. And then I have the River by Peter Heller on deck. I'm really excited to pick that one up. Yeah, that one look cool. It does. Yeah, uh, great, great artwork. <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. There's no books. And two audio books I've got right now: um, Into Thin Air, which is a book about uh, the 1997 Everest tragedy that happened so mm-hmm. I'm about three hours into a nine hour book and then we're going to camp next week so I'll be driving uh, some students so we'll have a seven hour car ride so I'll be popping in my airpods no and you won't that's illegal oh don't listen to that redacted 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll be listening to the Thrawn Alliances so I picked that up as well mm. on my audible account so nice yeah I, I got a lot going on right now with, with reading which is very new for me I'm proud of you I think so. it is it, it gets tough but yeah. Commit. Yeah, I'm committed to it. 
I'm right. going to. Before we move on, okay. I want to ask you a random question. I'm ready for it. Are you? Yeah. If you had to write the book of your life, not your life, but like oh your manifesto, your your whatever, what's the word? There's there's some like Latin word for it. I don't know. Where it's like your your masterpiece. Okay. What would the genre be? Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. And what is your main character's name? You don't have to give me the whole story. I just want to know, like... Generally. I'd go more of, like, an adventure-style book. Okay. Like, Hobbit, but not fantasy-ish. Okay. Big adventure. What's the name of the character? I don't know. I just wanted to throw you off on that one. Man, you're throwing me off on that one. I don't know what the character's name would be Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> T-Grizzle. T-Money. T-Money. <laughs> T-Money G. Yeah, I can't even answer this question. Um, I Really quick, I did... Uh, I sent out an Instagram poll, so if you want to be a part of these Instagram polls... Follow me on Instagram at CB Grant. Um, but I just sent this out like five minutes before we recorded. I said, what is the greatest book of all time? Got a few responses in. Uh, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. No way. <laughs> uh, the Odyssey, No Country for Old Men, The Old Man in the Sea. No Country for Old Men? Yeah. Is that a book? Uh, apparently. The Jesus Book. Never read that. Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit. Here's an OG one that you may remember. Where the Red Fern Grows. Who put that as the greatest book of all time? I'll tell you later. Oh, my God. Um, What's that time? <laughs> he's probably listening right now. <laughs> uh, and then... No uh, Control Man is a real book. Anything Levi Lusco, Taylor Made, A Day No Pigs Would Die, Miracle in the Middle. So, a few interesting books in there. Um, some we've heard of, some I've definitely not heard of. Those sound like personal favorites. And they do. Not the greatest, greatest book of all time. I um, only got one Bible. I thought I was going to get more Bibles within that. Yeah. So, that... I. Good deep dive, shallow dive on my part. It's more shallow than End deep. of the book world today. Um, but Cody, as we transition out of books, what's in the news? I don't know, man. What's in the news for you? <laughs> I'm not talking about your get back. life. I know. I got to get back to the top. I'm thinking more of general. Oh, shoot. Uh, Dark Phoenix comes out this week. It comes out tonight. Is it tonight? Today's Thursday. Yeah. Today's Thursday. You, you excited? I think Sarah and I are going to go see it. Oh, Only really? Because, shout out to T-Mobile. Okay. We have that T-Mobile Tuesdays yeah. thing, and we get our tickets for $4. Are you going tonight? No, well, I think we need to log onto the app and see what we need to do because they probably have it at like, you can only pick a certain time. They're not going to give away the prime time tickets. Yeah. So we need to get on there and look, but we'll probably go see it if we can on Saturday. Okay. Um, but we get the tickets for four bucks. Once again, reviews are not looking hot. No. Unfortunately. I hope it's one of those, because do you remember when Days of Future Past came out? Yeah. I don't think it got good reviews at the beginning either, but I, I loved it, got, it. I think it got way better than this did though. It probably did. That's um, sad. A so-so X-Men film, as one reviewer says. Almost no redeeming factors. That's good. Excraceable nonsense. I love IMDb reviews. Goodbye to this franchise in a very, very bad way. When are we doing our reviews, <laughs> our reviews podcast where we go through and read oh, yes. random oh, Amazon reviews? We need to do it with movies as well. Oh, that would be good. So yeah, Dark Phoenix is out. Go check it. It's, I mean, it's the end of you know the X-Men saga within the Fox world. What? I don't know. I, it makes me sad. I know. Not like, oh, I'm going to miss those characters, but just sad as to... With the potential that they had. They, they made, what, 12 movies? Counting all the Wolverines? Uh, Hugh Jackman has been Wolverine in 17 movies. 17 I think that was movies. the stat that I read. Unreal. That's not... That's not real. But, like, with the potential you have with Michael Fassbender and with James McAvoy. Oh, some fantastic actors. Like, great cast. Yeah. Even, even Jennifer Lawrence is in it. Is, uh, She's barely a used character in, in any of this. I know. I, I say barely used, but you could make an entire movie around Mystique and that character, and they, 
Hadn't done that since first class. I know. It, it wasted Nicholas Holt. Um, oh, uh, Sophie uh, Turner? Yeah, she's, her name? she's actually Jean Grey. Yeah, like great A-list actors. Yeah. She's just kind of not done justice. Um, yep. And then next week, I'm incredibly excited about, but I'm going to miss most of it, is E3. We've been hyping this. We've been, me and you have been talking about it a lot. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's a big video game expo out in San Diego. Um, oh, Sacramento. Same thing. California. Somewhere out west. Um, but all the different developers and different game studios would be coming under one roof. Besides PlayStation, interesting fact, PlayStation is not presenting at E3 this year. Why? I don't know. They dropped out kind of wanting to do their own thing. So PlayStation won't be presenting. We're both Xbox people, so it doesn't really matter on that. Um, yeah. But if there's one game that you're excited about, hoping that they announce bigger this year at E3, what is it? Not that they announce, but that they like release more information on Yeah, it's more information on. That's tough. It's okay. down to two. It's down to two. If and you I say think one, we're I'll on the same that. one. You say one, I'll say the other. Okay. Halo Infinite. Okay. Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. <laughs> those, are, those are the two that I was thinking about that I'm really excited to see. Hopefully some gameplay. I think we're going to get j- gameplay on Jedi Fallen Order. We will get gameplay this Saturday, actually, is what okay. they said. Oh, because E3 has their uh, EA Play Saturday before E3 actually starts. Yep. Um, because EA actually isn't a part of E3 either. This is their own separate. I'm so confused. It gets a little complicated. I'm so confused. But it's still the same time, so they will have um, some talks about that. Hoping they do it right. I hope so. I feel like it's just Force Unleashed 3 still. We'll see. Which I'm fine with. Which I'd be okay with. <laughs> yeah. And then Xbox, um, whenever they have their uh, conference, I'm not sure the date of it. It's sometime next week. I think it's Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, the conference runs from the 11th to the 13th. Yeah. Um, but I'm ready to see some Halo Infinite. Dude. A release date. Is it going to be on this current generation of consoles? It will be on this current generation of consoles. I think that's for sure. Okay. Um, but I think your release date... They just said last quarter of 2018 or 2019. All, all I know is Halo Infinite. Dude, uh, they released a trailer, right, last year? It was just a really very Very trailer. short, yeah. With, like, very realistic-looking backgrounds. Oh Not, like, gosh. Halo-looking, but, like, Earth-looking. Mm-hmm. And then Master Chief, like, holding his helmet beside him. Dude, oh, my gosh. A game franchise that has changed my life. Halo. Halo, for Straight sure. Up. So, uh, open to see more about that. Cody um, and a few other guests will be covering that in depth next week and then I'll talk about my three impressions the next week after that and then one last thing we've been talking about a little bit Galaxy's Edge is open sweet yeah I want to go I know I'm jealous of everybody who's yeah. there <laughs> I'm actually we were planning a trip to Disney at the end of July but E3 uh, not E3 but Galaxy's Edge won't be opened it'll be a month before it's open I'm going to prophesy this right now not okay. really but okay. you're going to go there okay and they're going to give you guys a sneak peek oh, we're actually we're not even going to Hollywood Studios Okay, well. Which is where Galaxy's Edge is. Deflate that dream. Okay, it's gone. That sucks. I know. Man. But I, honestly, I wouldn't want to go in the first year. I'm excited about it. But I would go if they had a sneak peek where it wasn't like yes, packed to the burn. I saw some videos of the opening day in Disneyland in California. Sick. Crowds were unreal. Sick. Yeah. Sickening. But I, I'm excited to see it. I want, I want to see not just Smuggler's Run, but the, the rise of the Resistance ride, which is going to be like some next level technological stuff. Really? Yeah. They're hyping it up to be like one of the like most technologically advanced rides of all time. I like how they're doing that with, with rides now though. Like yeah. actually incorporating, you know, technology and, yeah. and VR and, and stuff real, like that into it. I'm real excited. It's gonna be awesome. Side note, did I ever tell you the story about how I played an Xbox One before it ever came out? No. I thought I told you this. No. 
All right, when did the Xbox One come out? 2012? Let's look it up real so quick. It's either 2012 or 2013. Xbox One release date. I got one in I think it's 2013. Okay. November 22nd, 2013. Now, we went on spring or uh, fall break at Lee, I want to say September or October of 2013. Okay. I went to Chicago to visit my sister. All right? She was at work when I got there. Do you remember you dropped me off at the airport in Chattanooga? Yes, I remember And you came and picked me up. Yes. All right? So you dropped me off at the airport. I got to Ch- uh, Chicago um, I don't know, middle of the day. I went to a coffee shop, and I was going to have to wait on my sister for, like, five hours or something. I think I remember this now. Yeah. I was going to have to wait on her. I had my bag full of clothes, my yeah. backpack with my, you know, like yeah. all sorts of stuff in it. And I was looking on my phone on Yelp, of all things. Okay. And I click on one where it's, like, Microsoft exclusive event. So I just click on it, and it says... Um, exclusive event, or it didn't say exclusive, but it said event uh, for anyone wanting to try out the new Xbox or something like that. It had it worded much better. Yeah. And it just gave an address. And it said it was open all day, and it was like a Thursday. Yeah. So it was so random. So I was like, okay, <coughs> I'll give it a try. Never been to Chicago before in my life. Yeah. Punched it in the GPS. It's like a four-mile walk. So I got my bag. I walk all the way over there, and it's in the warehouse, like, random district in, in Chicago. Yeah. No signs anywhere. There's a dude standing out front with his arms crossed like a bouncer in a club and just a warehouse. So I'm like, screw it. Might as well. Yeah. All right. I walk up, and I'm like, hey, I'm here for the uh, Microsoft event. He's like, come on in. And I go in, and then it goes down this long hallway, and there's one person at a desk sitting there. And I'm like, hey, I'm here for the Microsoft yeah. event. And they're like, oh, can we check your ID? And it's like, sure. I'm like, all right, just leave your bags out here. Walk in, room full of Xboxes oh on gosh. beautiful TVs, and there's like six people in there. They had uh, Rise, Son of Rome. Yes, I remember Because that was a release yeah. title. One of the Forzas, Forzas. I think. Um, and then some other silly games. And I sat there and played on an Xbox One before it was ever released for like three hours. Wow, that's an awesome story. It's kind of cool. That's some E3 stuff, man. I, I couldn't remember if I told you that story or not because a lot happened that weekend. And I, Dude, we need to go to E3 one year. We should. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Hey, wives. <laughs> We're planning a trip right now. <laughs> not this year. Next year, E3. If we go now, we could go to E3 and then we go to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Make it all in one trip. Yeah. You can skip count. We can write it off as a work expense. Work expense. Yep. Um, but before we go today, Cody, I've got a question for you. For me? I don't know if you're ready for it. I'm not. I don't think you're actually ready for it, I'm, but I, I think I'm you know I'm seriously coming. not ready for it. What's your binging? Not a lot right yeah. now. Actually, oh, what I mentioned earlier, I've been binging Nights at the Old Republic. Good. Yeah. Great binge. Solid. Like I said, got to the point where the big twist happens. Yeah. Won't say what that is. Yeah. Um, the graphics in that game are so bad. I'm playing it on the so TV, bad. So bad. which is obviously like a 16 by 9 ratio. Is and the game is 4-3. No, it doesn't even stretch it. You just have black bars on the right and left. At least it's not stretch. Stretch would look worse. I guess, but it's like you're I've leaning it, into the TV trying to... I've played a Nintendo 64 on a 57-inch TV from five <laughs> feet away before. <laughs> they stretch it, and it's the most oh, pixelated God. garbage you've ever seen. What's funny is the cutscenes. I think the resolution is like... 178 by 400. Yes. It's so small. There's no pixels in the whole thing. It looks pretty good for 03 yeah. when it came out. Um, but yeah, I'm playing that. I want to play the second one. And, Not a lot. Uh, other than that, you know, I've been reading my books in rotation. and Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Tyler, what have you been binging? So, one thing that's very interesting, which I've kind of hated on in the past, but we've started to watch Friends. <laughs> I've never 
I've always tried season one. I never could try. Never could do it. Yeah. Tried so hard. We picked up in season two, and we watched like six episodes in one night, and we're laughing the whole time. Really? Great writing. Loving it. So I think we're actually we're on the Friends bandwagon right now. Wow. And then another thing real quick I mentioned to you, I'm done with Secret Row. You, you quit? I think I quit. I watched a video on the top bosses. The hardest boss that I struggled with was ranked like 17 out of 19. So I think I'm, I'm calling it quits. I'm going to try to finish Far Cry 5 um, and then just get excited for uh, Jedi Fallen Order whenever it finally comes out in November. But I think that's all we have for you this time on the Culture Shock Podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye.